Hello, and welcome to the VergeCast, the flagship audio experience of TheVerge.com. I think podcasts are over. Yeah. And it's about audio experiences now, wherever you are. Podcasts are like an old word. It's for, it's Do you for, have an iPod? World. Answer truthfully, that you use every day. God. The answer is no. I wish I had an iPod. Your phone, your iPhone is technically one-third an iPod. <laughs> It's an iPod, it's it's an iPod a, a phone, and, and a revolutionary internet communicator. Yeah. It really undersold that internet <laughs> communicator thing. Anyway, look, Dieter Bone is in the studio with Hello, me. yes. I love it when that happens. You can't tell because it's an audio experience, but I'm right here looking right here. at everybody in the face. And that's why we're going to complete one another's sentences with even less delay than usual. <laughs> uh, Ashley is here as well. Hey, Ashley. Hello. Hi. And special first-time Vergecast appearance. What? Mm-hmm. Superstar, circuit breaker writer, tech writer, general man about town, Heim Gartenberg is here. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> you know he's a superstar because he's humble. Yeah. He treats all the little people nice. Um, so here is a truth, a fact. Uh, Dieter and I have been holed up with uh, the other editors of The Verge at our sort of mid-year hangout, talk about how things are going. So we have no idea what's going on. Yeah. A little bit of an idea. We, we, we read the site. We're reading the site, but yeah. we're not like in the mix, which is fun. I actually love those moments when you just get to read the site. But there's a lot of news this week. Tons. Tons and tons and tons of news. Uh, most importantly, uh, today, this very day on which we're recording, Microsoft Build occurred. Uh, Tom Warren is out in Seattle. Yep. There's a bunch of news about Windows. Uh, for example, they didn't come up with another name, so they're just going to call it the Fall Creators Update. <laughs> Creators now are now on Seasons. Do you create in the summer, spring, or fall? Here's what I thought was going to happen at Build. Nothing. Yeah. Like, a couple things. Like, the, they'll talk about... I, I had some expectations. I expected a couple small things. But, like, they just had the laptop event about education, and they're going to have, apparently, another event in Shanghai or Taiwan. Where, where is it going to be later on? There's going to be another one. Yeah. Yeah. And so builds in the middle. I was like, oh, well, they'll do some stuff, but this is going to be really developer-focused, and they probably won't go, like, crazy. But no, I think they went crazy. I think that – I think a lot of things about what they announced. Today. <laughs> <laughs> um, Microsoft is in the unique position of being quietly one of the most interesting companies in tech because they lost in mobile – so all they can do is make Windows crazy, and they are just all in on how crazy Windows can be. Uh, but Haim, you and Ashley are actually covering the event today. you want to run through what happened? Mm-hmm. So the biggest thing is Microsoft is really doubling down on putting Windows everywhere. It's, They've been doubling down on that since 1994. I mean, even more so. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no! no. Um, in the sense that, they don't have a phone platform that right. crashed and burned badly. Uh, so the only option left is for them to infiltrate basically everyone else's. Mm-hmm. So the new stuff is... is so this. you're saying Windows is a virus. Yes. <laughs> in, in an ideal this world... Not, Frank Shaw is listening. Microsoft's wonderful head a good, of PR. A good virus. This is not it's a, a, helpful, a, a helpful virus. It's like toxoplasmosis. It makes you love cats. Yeah. <laughs> it may kill you eventually, but in the meantime, you have a fuzzy cat. <laughs> But that means Cortana and everything, yeah. uh, and there's this new links that will link Cortana to everything else. Uh, I need to. So you have the the timeline stuff, the co- the cloud clipboard uh, that will bring your Windows experience with you where you go. So when you finish a document on your computer, 
and you go to your phone, your phone will pop up a message asking if you want to continue that document through Cortana. So it's very like hacky sort of Apple's continuity thing, but it's one that keeps you within Microsoft's ballpark. Yeah. And it transcends operating system a little bit if they can pull it off. I mean, we should talk about timeline a lot. I think timeline is might be hackier than continuity because they don't own the phone platform, mm-hmm. but it is way more interesting to me um, because continuity, like I never use it when I'm on an iPhone. Like sometimes the icon pops up. Most of the time it doesn't. It's like, meh. But the idea that timeline is a straight up long history of everything I've done is kind of exciting, also a little terrifying. But like uh, on uh, Mac, Wait, get into it a little bit more. What is timeline? Yeah, okay. So on? I was I was getting there on a Mac. You know oh, what it's like, a winding mis- journey on the podcast. Looks like, right? You swipe up, you see all your windows, right? Mm-hmm. What timeline does is it still shows you all your windows, but then. As you can just scroll down to see all the windows you closed and all the stuff you were doing before. So you get like your multitasking right there, but then there's like your history tasking. Yeah. I don't know what to call it. States. States. And then they, they like sync that to via the Cortana app, which is whole thing, uh, to your other devices and to your phones. Um, and so in the, in the I'm demo, use the hell out of this. In the demo, they were actually using a Windows phone. So it looked great. Yeah. <laughs> so the, you're like working on a PowerPoint and you close it on your computer and then you pick up your phone and it's like, hey, you were just working on that. Do you want to open it again? Or you're working on a one PC and you go to the other PC and Cortana is like, hey, do you want to look at this stuff that you were just looking at? So it's saving all this usage and state information off of your PC as you use it. They're calling it Windows Graph, which is something I want to unpack in a little bit because that's fascinating to me. And then they're use they're they're offering you through Cortana as an app on your phone or as a system level service on other Windows devices the ability to restore those states across everything. That's a big it's a big move. Um, it's also there's also a bunch of other like Windows stuff happening. What I, I, that's like one of the biggest announcements at Build, but there's a bunch oh, of others. And I just want to make can sure you, we list them. Can, can you tell us how the clipboard uh, syncing works? Because I think that's really smart or like clever or something. They're doing it through like the SwiftKey keyboard, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, which is uh, wild. It it integrates the keyboard and it's just powered directly into iOS and Android. Powers right into Office. So do you have to be running SwiftKey as your keyboard on iOS if you want to use it yeah. in a non Microsoft app? I mm-hmm. imagine, yeah. But it's interesting because a lot of people use SwiftKey. Yeah, outside of like direct ones made by Apple and Google. It's, it's beginning one to of the make most sense popular ones. why Microsoft bought all the little iOS apps that it bought mm-hmm. and starting to like figure out ways that th- yeah. those things form an ecosystem mm-hmm. is a meta layer over the Apple ecosystem. Yeah. It's it's very similar to Google's approach in a lot of ways from back in the day which is to make services and apps and not or even even like a layer deeper than Google. It's not even to make the services. It's to make the apps that live everywhere and then have everyone else supply the services and the hardware. And then link through it. We like the just... best email app on iOS is Outlook. The best calendar app on iOS is probably Outlook. And if Microsoft can replicate that with other stuff and tie it in with Cortana. Then... I'm really mad that you brought this up. <laughs> like I'm furious at you. What? <laughs> um, because you reminded me that Sunrise is dead. Sorry, no, about but, that. You Outlook. Outlook. but it's, it's in not Outlook. But it's as now. good. <laughs> it is. It, it, Sun, Outlook is like Sunrise. If Sunrise was constantly bothering you about not visiting, it's like, you know, like you have that friend who's like always like, come over. And you're like, I don't want to go over there. I didn't have that friend. 
I didn't have any friends. I mean, let's be clear. I was eating lunch by myself. <laughs> it's also depressing. So I was like, I'm going to make you think about death. And I'm like, Dieter, I'm going to make you think about not having friends. Uh, no, but like it, it's Sunrise with more nagging about the Microsoft ecosystem. I, I don't mean, like that's, that. That's Microsoft's strategy. <laughs> um, Buy these good apps and then have them nag you about the Microsoft ecosystem. Well, <laughs> isn't that everyone's strategy? Mm-hmm. Um, but what we were talking about right before you came on the show was all of Microsoft's competitors, if you grant, and this will be annoying, but if you grant that the most important, at least in the U.S., computing platform that people carry around is their phone, particularly the iPhone and iOS, then all of Microsoft's competitors, their big competitors, have home screen icons. So obviously Amazon has the Amazon app. People use the hell out of it. Facebook has it's a variety of apps, particularly the, the big blue Facebook app and Instagram. Um Messenger. Google has YouTube. I think it's Google also comes at you through Safari, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Microsoft has to be there. And I think their whole thing is, well, if you use a Windows PC, we're going we're gonna to ask that you install Cortana, and suddenly your Windows PC is coming at you through this app on your home screen. That's a big move for them. Well, also suddenly you are already in Cortana. You should just use Cortana instead of Siri. Oh, yeah, and then you're just yeah. going to start using Bing. Yeah. And then the dream of Balmer will come alive. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's hard. Like, that, those are hard bets, but they're really interesting bets. And also, I think Windows, as a desktop computing platform, they announced a new design language for it called Fluent that extends all the way into, like, their HoloLens stuff. That it's, it's, ah, It kind of looks like a lot like material design. Yes. It's like if but, Material Design well, ran like into Google's Metro and Vista. Like the the glassiness of Vista so, and the depth of material design, with yeah. like the base of Metro. The fact that it runs on mixed reality is the thing that gets me excited. Like material design has layers. So like this thing sits on top of this thing and you move them around like digital paper. That's the whole idea of material design. And so Microsoft basically just bit it. Um, but it's more interesting for Microsoft to have layers of a UI. And, and like if you look at the more recent piece that we just put up about like the email app and everything else, there's like hella drop shadows like crazy like giant shadows everywhere and you're like this looks like crap i wouldn't want this on my screen no but you definitely want it in mixed reality you definitely want those drop shadows that give the thing a sense of physicality in place and so to me fluent is a unified design language across a desktop and hololens and a VR headset or a mixed reality headset. And that is incredibly smart because they take the idea of make a digital object a physical thing and then they take it to the place where digital objects are like closest to being like physical things, which is mixed reality. And for them to have developed a design language where they can maintain some kind of consistency across Windows and mixed reality is really smart because you look at classic Windows, the classic Metro design. The whole thing was designed originally on the Zune (laughs) and then for Windows Phone. RIP. And it was designed to be incredibly flat, quote unquote, digital native, no layers, just like just just black flatness. And it was like really smart for the time. But there is no way I would want to use that sort of style of things out in the virtual reality or mixed reality or augmented reality or whatever. What's what's the fourth one? There's augmented, mixed, virtual and something else. Actual. Actual. No, that's <laughs> the real world. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, I think Depressing. Fluent's really smart. I'm really, I'm really hype about the stuff they announced to build today. I Relentless really reality. Like, this is, tell yeah. me how much, like, look at what they're doing with their desktop OS 
and tell me that Sierra on the Mac is a tenth of exciting as this, just in terms of like the ideas of what they're trying to achieve. The movement part of this is what's really cool to me. Is what do you um, mean? so they have all these they have five different aspects that come into their design language, and we don't have to get into all the design. No, name all mumbo, five. Jumbo. Name all five from memory. <laughs> from memory, okay, here we go. Uh, oh man, um, it's okay. It's a pre-recorded audio show. No one will ever know. <laughs> Okay, if you actually want to know what it is, it's light, depth, motion, material, and scale. I like that they snuck in material as one of the things, (laughs) even though Google's is called material. They're like, you have material? That's just one part (laughs) of our world. Anyway, keep going. But the motion is what's really cool to me and kind of goes with what you're saying, Dieter, is um, we have a post up on the site now where you can see we took screenshots of pretty much everything we could find in this preview video. And one of the... Screenshots we captured, and there's three different views, is a desktop that some people were speculating is like a holographic desktop. And it looks awesome. Like there's yeah. so many different layers to it. You just, I actually just looking even at the flat bit of it, I'm like, I want to reach out and just be like, I want to grab it. I yeah. want to touch it. And it's clear they're thinking about that. And it's really cool. Yeah. I think if they, if uh, this is like a wild speculation, but if they, uh, they're going to do it in mixed reality, if they start doing it with their tablets, so the tablets have like some motion tracking a little bit. Where you move them around and like, like Tango, like Tango. Well, but Tango out in the world, but like actually on the screen, so you're moving the thing and the interface elements move. There's a little bit of that going on on the iPhone. Mm-hmm. It's for show, but if they start to find ways to make it useful, that's really cool. I'm into it. Um, I was just gonna say something about this design. I totally lost my train right. of thought. You you want to talk about Graph? Why they they, they call it the Microsoft Graph? Yeah, it's because it's made of graph paper, I think. Um, <laughs> no, so, okay, Microsoft Graph. So the, yeah. there's all this crazy window stuff happening. It's really interesting. I, I do think there's a big piece of it where they didn't, they don't have a platform. They can't announce a bunch of updates to Windows Phone and have anybody care. They can announce a bunch of updates to Windows and have a lot of people care um, because it, everything they do to make Windows better makes – like work better and that's Microsoft's whole mission is like make you more productive so they're layering all these crazy new features onto Windows graph to me graph is a really loaded term in the tech industry yeah so Facebook has a social graph that's Facebook's like value in the world is it the social graph that it builds your 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 connections to friends what you like what you scroll past the video data when you watch videos on Facebook all that stuff becomes your social graph and Facebook can use that data to do whatever it wants to do, throw elections and governments around the world. Google has a knowledge graph, which is its map of the web and your activity on the web. And that is their proprietary data set. Actually, Microsoft often complains that Google should be like broken up or heavily regulated, particularly by European governments, because their knowledge graph is so superior that people will use Google and make it better and not use Bing. So Bing is at a disadvantage because of the value of Google's knowledge right. graph. This is actually an argument they make to like European authorities. When you make that argument in the United States, people like they're like, whatever, compete in Europe. They're like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> let us let us take a month long holiday and <laughs> think about it. <laughs> we will eat cheese and think about this. I don't know why I'm rushing that. Anyway, um, <laughs> the whole thing. Uh, but for, so for impl- Microsoft to roll out a product that it's calling Windows Graph has an enormous set of impl- – we don't know what they are, yeah. but it has this enormous set of implications at what it's going to start doing. And in the video, in the demos, if you go watch the video of the demo, uh, Joe Belfiore 
is on stage and he's like opening a document and then he goes to another computer and he says Cortana, our, our AI in the cloud is going to show you stuff from the Windows graph. All of that implies they are taking your data, your user data from the computer, they're putting it in the cloud and they're doing something with it right. to then show you some other stuff. Now, that something could be nothing. It could just be AI marketing babble. Right. And all they're really doing is saying, hey, our cloud service noticed that you had this document over open over here and we're going to ask you if you want to open it over here, which is basically all continuity does. Mm-hmm. Right? Apple right. sends your stuff in the cloud, you open another device. But if it's actually AI and it's actually a graph, that means they're scanning and analyzing your data or aggregating your data and analyzing a huge set of it, which is what you actually want to do for machine learning. And that, to me, becomes like controversial and fascinating and super interesting all at once. Right. Uh, implicit. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dieter, uh, that's uh, – Leave, thanks leave for... that voice crack in, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> implicit in the word graph, uh, especially when you look at the knowledge graph on Google, but also the social graph, isn't just here's a giant corpus of data that we can use to mine stuff. It's we actually understand the contents of this data. So it's easier to explain with Google. With Google, they don't just have a knowledge graph of like – NBA players and their names and their heights. They like they know what it means that this NBA player is this this tall. They like does it they, mean that they're better? That means they're better. Oh. Yeah, they can compare the height of an NBA player to Tom Cruise because like you could say is so and so taller than Tom Cruise, and they they not don't just have a bunch of information you can specifically ask for, but they can do stuff with that information and like string together more complex things together more for more complex queries. And if Microsoft is purporting to do the same thing with literally everything you do on your computer, that's interesting and terrifying. Right. Like, do you need an incognito mode for using your computer so that yes. Microsoft services don't see yes, whatever you, do. you might be doing? Never use Cortana on your iPhone. We haven't even hit, like, half of the stuff they announced today. Yeah. Keep going. What else is there? Uh, Wait, no, uh, I don't think it's don't use Cortana on your iPhone. It's like, if you have a Windows computer... Is Microsoft watching you? Like, yeah. that's a question that's now open because of the graph. And, yep. like, do you yeah. need a button that says stop watching me? Yeah. Who if knows? If it's by default, opt in. Right. Yeah. Anyway, what else? Uh, by the way, we don't know the answers to any of those questions, no. but just naming it graph and then suggesting that an AI is going to help you interpret that graph and put it elsewhere, I think opens the door yep. to many, many questions. What else? Oh, they have new um, uh, VR controllers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which seem cool. What's cool about them? Uh, they're VR motion controllers. They're yeah. very accurate. They have, like, individual finger sensing, I think. Okay. Um, oh, you don't need cameras. You don't need cameras. Need the cameras, cameras are on the headset. They're on the All the, the lights, like, point at mm-hmm. the headset. So you can, like, go into another room and ha- not have to set up an yeah. entire VR cave. Mm-hmm. They're also like cheap. The uh, oh, really? the entry level bundle for oh. uh, the cheapest headset and the controllers is I think four hundred dollars from Acer. There's one Acer and one HP. I think. I mean, their push. Yeah, Acer. Their push into virtual reality is mm-hmm. really interesting because they refuse to say virtual reality. They only say mixed reality to mean everything. Um, I think Addy was like, "You're just making this more confusing." <laughs> but they're they're pushing it really hard. It's one of the one of the things that they do that. In particular, Apple doesn't do, and Google with Daydream, I think, is womp, womp, womp. <laughs> right. It's weird to yeah. me that Google doesn't push Daydream harder. Like, I think that they it's just wanted to, nothing. and Samsung was like, mm, "No thanks." Yeah, and so like they're on like a bunch of random phones, and who cares? Can you buy a Pixel right now? Yes. This is my aunt. You can. Let's find I don't out. Know. Let's angrily type. Are you going to buy another Pixel on the Vergecast? 
Uh, if I can get one. Anyway, their big push into virtual reality, as Ashley was saying, they're doing a bunch of really interesting UI stuff to make that actually a platform or something other than games, which I think is fascinating. And then these controllers, their whole thing is you can buy a virtual reality headset from us for like three ninety nine. Yeah. And you can buy the controllers, you don't need a camera. So suddenly this becomes something that you might actually use. And you don't need a phone. You don't need a phone. Yeah. Which is awesome. But I think you need a computer for the three ninety nine. You need a computer. Not for the HoloLens, but you need need a computer for the three ninety nine one. Yeah. Yeah. So it's different. But computers are better than phones. If there's one thing that VergeCast listeners know, <laughs> it's that phones are stupid and giant computers are better. <laughs> it's three ninety nine for the controllers and the headset is still way cheaper than basically any other full-scale VR thing yeah. on the market. And you don't need a set of cameras. Yeah, which is great. Yeah. So there's Windows Store news too, right? There is Windows Store news. Uh, iTunes is coming to the Windows Store. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. The audience literally... When they announce it, everyone goes, ooh. It was Why? the most audible <laughs> reaction of they? the entire presentation. <laughs> the five-inch pixel is out of stock. Ah, what are you doing? Anyway. Sorry. Um, so Tom made a good point, which is iTunes is still an app people use. I, I use iTunes all the time. Why do you use iTunes? <laughs> I have an iPhone, and I use Apple Music. And when you combine those two, you're left with iTunes. I use Apple Music on my iPhone, and I I never... have a computer if, too. Yeah, that if I... you want to listen to music on your computer, what do you do? <laughs> I pull out my phone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but iTunes is one of the most searched apps for in the store. Yeah, mm-hmm. they didn't need to put it there before because who cares? But they're doing Windows 10 S, which is locked to the store and locked in a bunch of other really interesting ways. Yeah, we got to talk about that. And so, if you're going to sell a Surface laptop and you don't have iTunes in your store, people, you have what with the phone we used to call the Instagram problem. Which is people would download download a Windows phone. That's how you buy things. <laughs> uh, you they would purchase a Windows phone and they would go to download Instagram and it wouldn't be there. So here they're they're trying to solve that problem up front. It's just funny that their big like <laughs> it's in the store was like Apple is here with iTunes, <laughs> everyone's favorite app that never makes your computer slow. They need it. They need it for the iPhone, right? I think it's worth talking about 10s. We talked oh, about we got to get week. into that, but actually, I would, the other entree into that is uh, tell us what the other thing is that's coming to the uh, Windows Store. So, other than iTunes, the other thing coming is Linux. Uh, yeah. There are three Linux distros that are going to be available to just download on the Windows Store right. and run straight, like as a Windows windowed version of the operating system on your desktop. Right. Uh, Ubuntu, SUSE, Linux, and Fedora, which are three of the biggest ones. Are they going to run it on 10S? Is it 10S? SUSE? I thought it was... Is it, I don't I know. I think it's SUSE. That's I believe how they you. said it on SUSE. stage. Okay. That, 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 that then. But that's a deep... In my head, I always pronounce it SUSE. Uh, but especially but, for those running on the 10S for education, like this is a big thing. Are they virtualized? I don't think they're virtualized. I think they can just run natively side-by-side side in like a window. Like It's very... So the tent... We're just going to get into it. Okay. No, so the, the deal with 10S. Uh, <laughs> We're just going to get into it If you listen to the show, you probably already know. <laughs> Dear um, and I have been trying to get into it for like a day. Go it ahead. is deeply locked down in a way that is very, very similar to iOS. You can't uh, pick a different browser. If you do manage to install a different browser, if like Chrome ever comes to it, it can't run a different rendering engine. It has to run Microsoft's browser rendering engine, just like iOS. Um, you can't install stuff outside the store unless you pay the 50 bucks to upgrade. And, of course, Microsoft takes a 30% cut of all apps. Wait, the 50 bucks to upgrade unlocks the whole – it just turns into yeah. Windows Pro. Right. So if you pay the 50 bucks to upgrade, you can use – You can do all the other stuff. Right, right. It's but, not like Windows RT where you're stuck with whatever ARM apps were in the store. 
It is it's unless similar. you pay the fifty bucks. Yeah. But once but you pay the fifty bucks, it's, full, it's magic. Yeah, but it's a full desktop computer. It's still running full Intel right, hardware. Right. It's just software locked. But it's locked down in very, very similar ways to the way iOS is mm-hmm. locked down. So my but question But what's fascinating about Linux is one of the ways iOS is locked down is you cannot install an app that has that runs code. Right. Uh, like you can't install an app that runs other JavaScript. You can't install like an app that like will let you create apps or like like do you can't in- run arbitrary code inside your app and well there's like swift playgrounds <laughs> right come on <laughs> but you can write baby apps in swift this is the first like thing that we've heard since they announced windows 10s where microsoft windows 10s is significantly more like liberal and open in its app store policies than uh, ios is i think it's strange that they're going to let you run a full-on linux distro in a non-virtualized environment that, that's a question yeah question yeah. mark it's it's not entirely clear how it's working but if can, it, like they won't let google run a web browsing engine but yeah. you can just <laughs> light up linux and go i mean i can it's tell weird, you right yeah. i don't know here's what i got i can tell you that it will allow you to run command line developer tools and it will have the same command line utilities as a native ubuntu environment so the open questions here and you Tom can install is ubuntu build. on windows 10 pro right now but you got to like go through a whole development yeah. tool process. This is this is you have to install a Windows subsystem for Linux, which is an opt- optional component, which is a one-click install, yeah. and then you can download them from the store. Sounds to me like that shit's running native code, my friend. It sounds to me like there's an open question here about whether this will run in 10s at all. Right. Well, I've been trying to find out. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's been like the outstanding question, and we don't necessarily have an answer. But if it can, that's big because. Like a lot of STEM education is focused on using Linux for coding, uh, comp sci, uh, engineering, math. Like people run Linux. Yeah, yeah, and that's big for an education device to make it this easy to do. I think there, uh, the big question is like, is this going to run on 10s or do you need the the full version? So Tom is at build. As I rattle off these random questions, I don't have the answer to. He's I listening want, to us somehow. I magically. want you to know that I'm also <laughs> quietly slacking them to Tom. <laughs> It's a thing that's happening in real time on this show as we record. Um, the 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 graph question is something I want us to aggressively pursue. So Tom is actually asking those questions right now. Um, the Linux thing is a little deeper and wonkier. We'll, we'll try to follow up on that as well. Yo, there's a there's a real genuine giant clippy at build, like in a suit. There's a thing. All of these things, Windows everywhere, Cortana helping you out of the blue, the even even fluent design, all of those things our old Microsoft ideas in shiny new clothes, right? Like Cortana is just like, it looks like you had a document open. Like that's fucking clippy, <laughs> right? It's, it's just, it's like clippy only they're like, it's AI now. That's what it is. Was clippy always AI? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> plot, plot twist. Fluent design is like this arrow. That's, it looks that's like the arrow original vision of Vista, like a yeah. full 3D desktop yeah. where things can live on different layers. That yeah. is the original Vista demo. Here's reel. what I'm most proud of. Microsoft that never happened. Doing. And I really hope they did this. I really it happened in my like heart. one superpower computer, and everybody mm-hmm. else was like, "Yeah, no," and they turned it off. <laughs> they announced Metro as a design language. Everyone yeah. loved it, yeah. and they didn't pay the grocery store that owned the trademark on the word Metro, and they had to kill the name. And they have been lost in a sea of bad names ever since. Yep. And I just desperately hope someone asked the lawyer before they were like, "It's called Fluent Design," because there's undoubtedly another grocery store out there that's going <laughs> to fuck them up. <laughs> 
That's the story of Microsoft's name. <laughs> Pay the grocery store. Um, but Fluent Design is a throwback to all the things they used to do. What was the third one? Windows Everywhere. Putting Windows everywhere and like layering features onto Windows. Uh, my, uh, Tom had a scoop a couple days ago that they're going to do Windows Home Hub, which turns like dormant Windows computers into voice-activated speakers. That is That is the most... Classic Microsoft, like you, you're interested in Amazon Echo. What if your Windows PC could do that instead? <laughs> sort of worse, isn't that better? <laughs> like, that all they're just like they're they're the same yeah. Microsoft ideas. I think they're expressed in a much better way, and they're much more interesting in a, a certain way. Yeah, but like the throwback nature of particularly the Cortana Clippy thing is. Were you working on something on your other computer? I can open that right up for you. Like, is that going to be super useful? I don't know. Everyone misses Clippy. So, people love Clippy. If we've come all the way around. tinted glasses thing. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think we've come all the way around. All right. I'm going to read an ad. Speaking of the Echo, is there anything left to talk about? There's the Cortana speakers. Oh, that's a good segue. Next thing you want to talk about? Well, and there's also the pen. And there's the pen stuff. There's the pen stuff. Let's do the pen stuff. uh, Story remix. Story remix is like okay. So tell (laughs) us what story remix is. So story remix is. (laughs) Is it super obvious that Dieter and I crammed like little nerds before this show and are now eager to show the teacher that we know we learned? Guys, I'm like, wow, they really must have done well in college. (laughs) Yeah, we had flashcards for 30 minutes and we definitely learned everything before the test. You can't, you can't even tell. So, so Story Remix is not that Microsoft is adding stories to Windows. Which is which, a huge bummer. <laughs> which is unfortunate, but somehow the company will survive. It used to have a thing where little heads would pop up near mm-hmm. the taskbar. That's yeah. actually, that is this Windows update where oh, you're getting, oh, you're getting like little <laughs> chat heads on, yeah. your, on your taskbar now. Okay. Um, that's the Spring Creators that's spring, update. Right, right. Uh, Every season. Comes with a new is, set of Is next heads. year going to be like not a creator's update? Is uh, next year going to be uh, an innovator's update? Because oh, you can't ooh. do this spring creator's update again. Yeah. Or just every – Or just do the, the, spring, the spring 2018 creator's update. So just, we're going to get a different buzzword <laughs> anyway, every year. Anyway, story whatever it's called. Story mix. Story mix is actually the most creator-oriented thing in the, <laughs> in the fall creator's update. <laughs> It's a little bit like if you took the automated videos from Google Photos and you kind of combined it with Windows Movie Maker into this like weird amalgamation. Is this is what would come out? Yeah. So you can just take pictures and dump them in there and it'll create you automatic videos like Google Photos. But there's like a lot of editing stuff that you can do also on top of that, up to and including full like 3D stuff from some of the 3D stuff from the Spring Creators update. <laughs> Will be implemented in. So they have like a thing where like there's a kid running on a playground and they turn it into a kid running from a dinosaur that's just been seamlessly dropped in in a full CGI environment. Right. Well, it's like little baby Snapchat filters in AR. Yeah. Right. Because like a yeah. Snapchat, you can attach emoji to a thing and then it'll follow yeah. the thing around. They so it's like that, that with full 3D with full 3D rendering in a video app and right. also the automatic videos from Google Photos. A lot of it's going to come down to how it actually works. Yeah. When people can try it out, right. but. It could mean it could be like interesting. Like there's a whole like YouTube thing of the classic, you know, blue title with the white text, oh my God. Windows Movie Maker opening. So <laughs> and now that all that blue, what white text and blue opening will be animated dinosaurs. Animated dinosaurs. Like that's the default. So Ashley, you're really into, I know the filters and the AR stuff. Like 
the person I know who's most up on what, what Snapchat is I, doing I'm in I'm always up on the filters. Is Ashley Carmen. Uh, I, I have a real question. Like, I don't, I used to use iMovie a lot. It was like a thing. Like, I'd be like, I have all my photos. I used to use iPhoto a lot. I'm like, I have my photos. I'm using my PC. I'm going to edit them. And now I'm, I just use either Google Photos or I do all the sort of movie creation inside of the apps that let you do it in real time. Is there like an int- is there like a gateway from doing that to I'm going to download video on my computer and do some AR filters there and then send it back out again? Well, with like Story Remix and also I think this kind of goes in with Apple Clips and then you also have like Chaya mentioned the Google Photos and also Apple's photo montages. <laughs> oh my god. Um <laughs> I think that, honestly, <laughs> this is all just for kids. Like, YouTube creators, I'm sorry, but the YouTube game has changed. Whoa. Like, if you're using Step it up, if you're using Movie Maker and you're trying to be an influencer on YouTube, it's not going to happen for you. Like, wow. Sorry. That's the podcast, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's, it's not going to go well for you. But it's fun for kids, and it's yeah. fun for moms. Yeah, I was, was going to say, this, this thing seems designed for moms and dads. Yeah. yeah. They, even the demo was a dad being like, we got to send this to mom. You're riding a tricycle. <laughs> That's pretty much it. You're never going to make it, kid. <laughs> that was actually <laughs> the exact demo in that voice. Yeah. I, I think to me it's like using the pen to draw on the soccer ball and then turning the soccer ball into like a fireball. Yeah. Super yeah. dad move. <laughs> is it like yes. is it any Dads move? Would find that that's, cool. that's a kid move. Like yeah. I would I would have done that when I was a kid. But the I steps to do that is like they were showing the other demo was the soccer game and it was we d- we took all the video from all the parents and put them in here and then it made one giant video and that just seems still like many many steps. And I to me the whole the whole momentum of this industry like the movie editing consumer industry is removing all the steps between you capturing, editing, and sharing. Yeah. And so, like, clips to me is another – I think Casey has tweeted, why did Apple make clips, like, 500 times? Like, it's a step between you and the share, and I think any app that fits in that zone either needs to do a lot or not exist. I don't know. I'm, I'm babbling. Yeah. I don't, there's one more thing. The, the, there's pen stuff, like – the yeah. pen works better in more places. Whatever. Dan, the it resonant surface everywhere. user, was psyched about yeah. the pen stuff. Great. Basically, Microsoft. <laughs> That's just why wants Dan's not to... on the show today. Dan, if you're listening, <laughs> that was that, that was your mistake. <laughs> he was so excited, guys. He was so excited. Uh, um, and then Cortana speaker, the Harman Kardon yeah. made one or something. Mm-hmm. I don't so understand They're making that at all. one in the fall. They're making it's not one out in the fall. yet. Okay. There's no price or release date other than fall, but it is a Cortana Amazon Echo. It looks like an Amazon Echo. I don't understand this. Like I get that you want to be in the game and you what's, have an assistant and you're Microsoft and like you can I mean, just let people do stuff. What is the differentiation between that and the Echo? Like I know what Google's differentiation. The speaker is, is better because it's a Harman Kardon. The speaker is actually better. It has. But Lenovo has that you same can't see argument. This, but I, I just pointed at Haim and looked at Eli in the scared. eyes. I was like, "See, yeah." And the <laughs> Amazon is, speaker has one uh, mid-range and one tweeter. The Harman Kardon has three of each. Is one of the main differentiators. What's up? Uh, it also has Skype built in, which is uh, interesting in the context of the Amazon Echo View with the whole show. Damn show. It. Echo show. We'll get into that in a second. <laughs> okay. So um, close. <laughs> almost. <laughs> the, it it the should Echo be called emotions. the Echo View. <laughs> I'm going to read this ad, then we're going to talk about the Echo thing. This episode of Roshas is brought to you by Tile. What if you could find anything in seconds? Now you can with Tile the tiny Bluetooth tracker that makes finding things easier than ever. Just attach a tile to your keys, your wallet, your laptop, even your bike, anything you don't want to lose, 
and finding things becomes easy. Just open the free tile app on your phone to see your lost item on the map. Then quickly find your item by making your tile ring, and it'll be back in your hands in seconds. Assuming that you're close enough to get there in seconds. Minutes are, is also possible, but it'll be back in your hands. And if it's your phone that's missing, just double press on your tile to make your phone ring, even if your phone's on silent. Every day, over 2 million lost items are located with Tile, so join the millions who have used Tile to help find their lost stuff. Get yours today at gettile.com slash verge and save up to 30% per Tile on a multi-pack. Plus, you get free shipping. And because Tile makes a perfect gift, for a limited time, there's a free gift box with a multi-pack order. So go to gettile.com slash verge. That's gettile.com slash verge. I know some tile loyalists. Yeah, yeah, yeah they love it. Do they trying to? Are they trying? Do they find their phones with the tile, or do they find the tiles with the phones? They find their wallets. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Tile, tile loyalists though have to get you to use tile because tile works. The more people who use tile, the more useful it becomes to everyone who uses it because it's, it's crowd. Mesh, right? Yeah, it's like yeah. a crowd mesh Bluetooth. I think they call it mesh GPS or something, where it doesn't use GPS, but anyone who has tile and Bluetooth open can sense other tiles. Yeah, so if you leave your wallet at the office, but I have tile, it without giving me your personal information and vice versa, my phone will see that your tile is there and then let you know where it is. I'm definitely putting tiles everywhere around you all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I know where Dieter is. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the Echo Show. So, Ash, do you want to walk us through that one? Yeah, so this week, you know, lots of us love the Amazon Echo, but Amazon has decided that we're sick of using our voices for everything, and we don't. We need a screen. So this week, was it two weeks ago that Amazon introduced the Echo Look? Yes. Okay, that was the camera that's supposed to tell you if you look good depending on your clothes and give you recommendations. This is now the Echo. The most troubling Echo of all time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is now the Echo Show that introduced this week, which costs $230. It is basically just a tablet speaker it has a basically a screen with Echo. So it doesn't look good. The more I look at the pictures I've of it. I've seen products that look like this before. And actually, there's one company who's particularly very enraged about this. Really? Which company? Uh, Nucleus. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. I got a very angry email about it, Amazon from them. But it's kind of like supposed to be the new age intercom, I think, as well. Yeah. I mean, I'm, it when makes I say calls to other Echoes yeah, so and you can intercom within the so house. So in addition to a screen, you can make calls now. Right. Within the house, but also to others. But Including the app on your phone. Right. It all has to go through the app. Like, you can't just call my phone number. I have to have the Amazon app, the Alexa app installed yeah. on my phone for you to call me. So if you're, like, in a family, you might do Right. That. Yeah. But this is another example of we got to put another app on your screen. Yeah. yeah. And, like, I'm telling you that is just becoming the game for the big companies. Like, Amazon tried to make you a phone. That was a bad idea. Didn't go well, but how did it <laughs> didn't, didn't that go That is an well. understatement. <laughs> it, it went the other way. <laughs> uh, but how do we put an app on your phone, um, particularly your iPhone? And how do, we, how do we start to capture the activities you do? So I think that's an interesting piece of this. The other thing that I think is really interesting is it doesn't run an operating system that is like a normal operating system. So it just runs Alexa skills. Right. It's not Fire OS. Right. Which you were saying. It, I think, think it's genius. I think if they had put 
like Fire OS or Android on this thing, it would have been a massive failure because people would have gone and been like, where are my tablet apps? It would have had the Instagram problem. They would have had the apps there, but then they would have used it like a tablet and then it was a thing sitting on your counter. If they, they could have made this thing with like a removable tablet. That would be Yeah, there's a thousand ways to do this but, kind of thing. But strictly limiting it to like doing it the Alexa way with Alexa skills, it means that, they're, that it's not going to be able to do as much, but you're also going to expect way less out of it because you expect a tablet to be as good as an iPad and as good as Amazon's tablets are, they're just not. Um, and if they had made a removable tablet, like you would have gone to use the thing and the tablet wouldn't have been there. You would have been pissed off and it would have run Fire OS, which would have like had a crash or had a bad app on it, right? And so by stripping all of that away, they lower expectations from consumers and they make sure the thing actually works. And I think it's a way smarter strategy than just putting an app store on there. Because you would have, if they put an app store on there, all the apps are designed for tablets. And so you would have like stood there and touched on it and been pissed off at it. And some of the apps are bad. And yeah. this way they just like, you don't expect any of that out of this thing. And they could also make it cheaper because they don't need a good processor in it. I think what they are open up to is. <laughs> I and I are just like, yep. <laughs> we agree with makes, each other. Makes sense. Uh, I think they open themselves up to comparisons with phones. I, I actually think it's it's very smart to not put the full-on tablet experience there that people have tablets. They actually have really large phones that are probably almost as big as the screen in this thing. But once you have a screen, the screen needs to be responsive. And if the screen is one second or one millisecond not as responsive as your phone, you're not going to use it as much. Yeah. Whereas you – I don't think – I have never perceived a lack of responsiveness from a voice device except for Siri when – but that's like Siri. It's like Siri do stuff, and it's like I don't. What if I don't? All the time with Siri. Um, but with the Echo, like you don't know when your Echo is slow. So I, I think there's like a big danger zone where if you talk to it and the screen doesn't light up right away, yeah, there's yeah. all of that is there. I mean, with the phone comparison, it's like when the Echo first came out. That was the one thing to me. My parents love their Echo, mm-hmm. and it was always to me. Why can't I just say call? You know, yeah. Dad or whatever. And have it call. And now we're getting that functionality, but I don't have the Amazon app on my phone or the Alexa app, whatever. So I know in the future my mom is going to call me and say, can you download the app so that I can call you off the Echo? And it's like, ugh, I don't want to do that. And I feel like Amazon is really putting people in a weird position. It's like giving us half the functionality we want. And I just don't know if it's going to work out. Well, I don't think they can give you the full functionality. It's possible. Microsoft's doing it with Skype on their uh, on the Echo knockoff. We'll be able to call through Skype regular phone numbers. Yeah, yeah. but they, <laughs> they, Amazon, yeah. Amazon doesn't have that infrastructure. They right? don't. Right. right. Like, I mean, but unless they like acquire Twilio, <laughs> which they could do. They could somewhere in the Twilio office is someone's like send me. <laughs> we figured out how this ends for us. <laughs> Twilio, by the way, the company behind Call and Notes. Yep. The single best phone hack of all time. Yep. You can, what? You, okay. You call a number and place all notes at you. Yeah. Because you, you're calling out. Because you're calling out. Oh, wow. Out. Okay. <laughs> um, I'll need to investigate that further later. For those of you who are ironing, I got a tweet this week. I don't drive when I listen to the broadcast. I iron religiously. So for that one person who's ironing, I want you to know that Ashley just looked at me with pure disappointment in her ass <laughs> when I made a, a call and joke that I sub- subsequently explained. <laughs> To be fair, I asked you to explain. It's still not cool. <laughs> uh, so are you going to get an Echo show? Are, they, are you into it? I like instinctively pre-ordered the show. I did one just now. 
I had no desire to pre-order the look. See, I'm the opposite. You ordered the look. I haven't didn't order it, but if I was going, like, I'm really considering it. The privacy, everyone's getting all up in arms. They're like, oh, who would think of putting a camera in their room? Like, who would do this? I'm like, I don't know. My laptop has a camera. My phone has a camera. Whatever. Does Amazon (laughs) really want to see me naked? Like, okay, Amazon, go for it. I really don't care. Yeah. Like, if you know what I wear every day, again, I don't care. And that's weird because I usually do have a lot of weird privacy things because I Mm -hmm. used to report on cybersecurity. But I want fashion advice. (laughs) I I ask my roommates for help all the time. Like the other day I was in the hallway trying something on because the lighting is better. And all my roommates, I was like, guys, should I keep this? Should I not keep this? It would be sick if I didn't have to talk to my roommates. It would be awesome. <laughs> like, I've never liked you anyway. Yeah, I mean, robot this is the only interaction you. we have, and it's really weird. So I'm like, it'd be cool <laughs> if I could just ask a robot. I won't buy what Amazon suggests. Yeah. I think that's – we talked about this when the thing came out. Like, they're trying to do a fashion thing. Yeah. Yeah. That is really interesting to me. I yeah. want to dive into that more because the whole fashion industry, there's some really deep dives into this and how – Amazon's coming for the fashion industry. We should send you in a stakeout of their weird little photo studio in Brooklyn. <laughs> yes, I would love that. I've definitely met some like very Brooklyn photographers at bars who like are very excited to tell me that they work for Amazon. And then I'm like, oh, I work for The Verge. And they're like, we're, we're gone. <laughs> <laughs> you forgot Where did everything. you go? <laughs> How did someone with that much hair disappear so quickly? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even feel the wind. But my parents are psyched about this product. Yeah? Yeah, because for them, their Echo sits in the kitchen. Sure, why not add a screen to it? They'll yeah. take the other Echo into the office or whatever. I mean, I'm trying to learn how to cook. And if Sin can show me recipes, I'll be pretty pumped. Because we have an iPad sitting in the kitchen that we never use. Cause, but that was the ostensibly the idea is I would put a recipe on it and learn how to cook from it. But to, like, but something simpler that I could like, just put the thing on. Yeah. I don't have to have like an iPad on a weird-ass iPad mount, which is what I have now. Do you have one of the cabinet ones? It's like the one that like hangs on a rail. Yeah. I had to like take a Dremel to the back of it to hide the cords. I did yeah. the whole thing. Amazon's I, recipes come from other developers, right? Like Amazon doesn't have its own bank. No. no and what's, no. they also have a YouTube integration mm-hmm. with, this, with, with this thing. Oh, really? Which yeah. is fascinating. Um, and I think they said like Netflix and Amazon are possible as well, which is like. It's possible, but they'd have to do it. Like, right. Because yeah. anybody can just make a skill. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but they they're out in the they're launching with YouTube, mm-hmm. which is interesting because Amazon, and Google, like you don't think of them as yeah like immediate partners, but right. it'd be great if they had like a Twitch skill. It's like just show me video games, other people playing video games. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think it's really like the recipe thing with YouTube is like really smart. Like that's a, that's a way to go. I think yeah. Netflix. Like, why would you ask it to play Netflix at you and like stand there and right. watch Netflix? But um, I think the recipe thing is really interesting i think the part i cook a lot and i read off an ipad it's you get one tick closer to man i wish this had a web browser so i could just look at a list of things yeah and i think that's going to be something they have to solve yeah but it's on the developers right yeah but they like got like a web browser's got to be on the thing right yeah the web like, browsing you can't skill. make you can't make a web browsing skill no but the way they, <laughs> they i feel like that's the not allowed <laughs> 
know. Yeah, but it's so it's not an OS. Like that's the thing. It's not an OS. So you're a, you're tightly limited. I mean, to there is an OS. There's got to be a, like a real time OS. Yeah, but it's not consumer facing. Something. Yeah. It's just not. It's just magic. It's not inside. Android or Fire. It's it's, it's uh, Alexa. It's five dribbles. They're just, <laughs> just running as fast as they can. Not including. <laughs> it's four dumb dribbles oh. and one that understands English. <laughs> Her name is Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Alexa, she's like, what? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's oh, been, we didn't even talk about day. Drop-In. Oh, oh yeah. Drop-in. That's, that's, thing. that's the big thing. So Drop-In is the video calling aspect where, um, what did Google call theirs? Knock-knock. Uh, knock-knock. Knock. It's sort of like knock-knock where Me. you give certain people permission to Me. just, quote-unquote, drop in mm-hmm. on your home. And so when they call you... For 10 seconds, mm-hmm. they 10 seconds. get a frosted, and this is the description yeah. I keep saying, frosted glass yeah. view, which I'm like kind of unclear on how frosted this frosted is, but <laughs> yeah. it's like you can't see everything. And then if, as long as you don't deny it, they'll get the full view of your no, house. No, I don't think that's it. I think no, you have to accept the call. Nope. No, no I'm pretty nope. sure it's no, default. The drop-in yep. is people you whitelist. You get 10 seconds to either cancel <laughs> or switch to shot. audio if only. If you're ironing right, right now, I'm shocked. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty what? sure it's default. Yeah. yeah, you have to you have to specifically whitelist the person. Google has been uh, not Google. Amazon has been pitching this as like a thing for you to set up for like you set up on the Echo you give to your grandparents so that you can check in on them. I I do not trust any of my friends or family to not abuse <laughs> There's this. There's absolutely right. a zero percent to my parents. They'd be like, "What are you doing? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? I cannot believe you have to accept. That's terrible." Yeah, yeah. No, it, you is think there so? another there's, setting? Is there? There's, yeah, there's regular. Is, there's regular video calls yeah. which you can accept as normal. This is a special, separate video right. call thing. But the fact that it exists is all, and this is something they think people want to have. So, but Dan, but Dan Seifert yeah. is over the moon for this because his he's got little <laughs> tiny kids, and like to have them not have to figure out how to like open the app on the iPad that they could just get the call from dad. He's well, really Dan happy lives a very it. different life, yeah. life than us. I guess. He told me about with children. He's a personal detail he doesn't want me to share. <laughs> but when his daughter hears FaceTime start ringing, she runs to go grab her stool from like the bathroom, takes it into the kitchen so she can get up on it and grab the iPad. Ah, oh, that's, that's sweet. That's adorable. Yeah. Um, I, I'm now horrified by drop in. And <laughs> I really thought it was like they show you a frosted glass and then like you can come over. But no. it's just, it just no. is like you have ten, frosted glass. If it's someone seconds. you approved, you have ten seconds to get to that thing. <laughs> Can you just make it longer? Like five minutes? As far as I know, no. <laughs> yeah. But also, if you give somebody that access to your life and then you decline, you have raised so many fucking questions <laughs> about what's going on. You're like, not behind the glass today, mom. Like. Oh, that's so weird. The analogy they give is like you give like your neighbors like a set of spare keys to your house. But in you case don't just of an let them roll in after ten <laughs> seconds of knocking. Uh, yeah, no. Peter, are you gonna give me drop in access? <laughs> Although, uh, funny, like, the the Amazon third party, the Alexa third party thing, the Tribby that yeah. you stuck on your fridge. Uh, I did give Neilai the Tribby app. Yeah. So and we were we were making calls with the Tribby app, and like I could like. He could like send a message to this thing, and it would show up on the e-paper display. So I'd come home, and there'd be like a poop emoji on my fridge. And would would <laughs> was know exactly that what their happened. main marketing message? Because that's why Nucleus is mad. It's because they're like, we were a huge seller on Amazon. Amazon ripped off our idea of this Whoa. video calling of like yeah. kind of like the intercom of the house. 
And now I'm wondering, you know, with this company, Tribby. Uh, Amazon's super not worried about Tribby. <laughs> okay. I don't, Tri- like a, Tribby. Tribby is one of those moments at CES where you're you're like actually drunk, but you're also drunk on like gadgets. <laughs> you're you're like everything is very dry. You haven't eaten and slept in days, and you're like, this shit's fucking amazing. <laughs> hey, it was cute. It was cute. It was, it was very adorable. Cute. Yeah. It was cute. Uh, I, when, it had a little flag that popped yeah, out. Yeah, yeah that was great. Yeah. The flag that popped out is the. The, sh- the true sign that you are like Vegas crazy <laughs> at a gadget show. You're like, oh, this flag is the best. I love everything. Like, you get home, you're like, this flag is tiny. I can't see it. It never works. So you're saying Trivia would have succeeded if it had a bigger flag. Yeah, yes. that's what it needed. <laughs> a like, huge flag. <laughs> Trivia version two. It's the same, but we made the flag way bigger. Yeah. Uh, so there's Google Home. There's a whole suite of uh, Echo products. There's Cortana coming. If Apple doesn't do some shit at WWDC, yeah, like what the what the hell are they doing? I get through. They I, beat I get, everyone to this. Like that's yeah. the baffling thing. They had this way before everyone else, right? Yeah. Well, so there was that news this week about the Siri speaker, right? Right. So German had the scoop, right? Yeah, about developers at Apple are testing this thing this, at a spe- home. Uh, yeah. Here's my question. Does a Siri speaker let you send an iMessage? And if so, how do they protect other people from sending iMessages with your account? So one of the best things you can do with Siri is send an iMessage. My guess is yes, because it's the best thing you can do with Siri, and there is no good way for them to stop other people. I mean, the iPhone has a thing. Google Home can recognize your voice, so they could do like voice recognition where Mm -hmm. it will only send it if you say it. So the iPhone technically has that. There is a is thing on iOS where it learns, hey, Siri, and it can, in theory, tell your voices apart. Right. Hey, Siri, send an iMessage to mom. Hi, mom. <laughs> literally did nothing. It's sitting right here. <laughs> was, that's for the podcast listeners. <laughs> it wasn't for you. Hey, Siri. Um, Text hey. Dieter, that was not very nice. Well, it didn't set off mine, so. If if any if any listeners have a friend named Dieter, apologize to them. Um, the best part about this is I definitely tried to iMessage you, and you have an S8 right now. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I got the text. No, I didn't. <laughs> yes, I did. There it is. Oh, really? No, I would have. Yeah, I got it. Siri, I guess Siri thinks it's a blue. You're a blue bubble. Siri is wrong. I'm not a blue bubble. Anyways, but they, so it worked, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, it I didn't set it. It, it didn't, didn't set, set off, off mine. So, um, so they could do. So it. if that works well enough. But you'd still have to train it for your individual voices of everyone in your house or just train it for yours and then no one else will be able to use it in your house. But here's a question. maybe Apple's cracked it. Maybe Apple has like a really good solid solution. Well, and that's the other big Never. thing Alexa is lacking is the multiple users, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what everyone's complaining about. Too. I mean, they do technically have multi-user support in the sense that if you have an Amazon account on there, you can add other accounts to it also. So you can get other calendars and emails and stuff, but it's... All or nothing. Like, right. If I have an Alexa set up in my house and my roommate wants to add his calendar to it, both of our calendars are accessible to everyone from every Echo in the house. Yeah. That's what you want. Yeah. The trade-offs here with these devices are just terrifying. It's like people can just see you whenever they want. Any rando can send a text message. Here's my calendar. Whatever you want, as long as it's a little bit more convenient than before. Um, that problem, I think, is probably is well solved with the screen on the show. Right, because you yeah. can just say I am this user. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if Apple's going to do a screen open question. Well, Schiller said a thing that he thinks screens matter. I yeah. mean, Apple doesn't yeah. even have multi-user support on iPads. Yeah, yeah. so uh, Apple, well, it, only if you're you want in it education. on a, Oh, education has yeah. it. You want it on a speaker though? Yeah, 
Like that's. I mean, Apple historically not great. Apple doesn't have great multi-user on the Apple TV, the single most shared device they make. Yeah. Um, so I hope they get better at it. I mean, that it's something that if they, if they figure out how to unlock, it gets better and better and better. And yeah. they're in a u- unique position to do it across their ecosystem, which I think is smart. All right. Anything else? Do you have a gadget corner, gadget world? Yeah. Every week. Every week. Ashley, Ashley is here. <laughs> Ashley tells I'm always us. Always here. Um. Wow. What the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> it's the cutest thing ever. Gadget. Gadget. Gadget Echo. <laughs> Echoes of gadgets. E- Echo Gadget. Echoes of gadgets with <laughs> Ashley Carmen. Um, okay, this just really is a gadget for me because I grew up without cable. Mm-hmm. And so PBS is putting out an HDMI streaming stick. Okay. That runs... It has all of this preloaded PBS content, so you can take it with you on vacation or wherever. Also, oh, it's got like storage and a bunch yeah, of like, and you put kid it in the TV, it. and it has kid content, and it also comes with a little kid-friendly remote. But the best part about it is that it's green and it's a race car. Yeah, Aww. it's just really it, cute. It looks insane. <laughs> it's so cute. You plug a race car into your TV, and it plays kid stuff at you. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. This, this doesn't look real. Like it's it's on it's sale like, now. It's like my first. Sesame Street. My first Sony, but it's a streaming stick. My first streaming <laughs> stick. Who makes this? This is incredible. It's PBS. They, wow. But they're selling it right now only through Walmart, but then it's eventually going to be right. released more widely. But it can connect over Wi-Fi, and I didn't get the full details on this one, but when it's on Wi-Fi, they, PBS apparently partnered with all the stations around the country uh-huh. so that it can bring you a live channel. Oh, okay. So if you want to connect it to Wi-Fi, you can. Huh. It's huh. great. I mean, I've been covering a lot of kid tech lately, like Amazon Fire kid dashboards right. and things like that. And this is a good idea, in my opinion. And it's a race car. And it's a race car. And it's green. And it's green. I think weird specialized tech that is becoming really good because the commodity tech got good is, like, fascinating. Like, if you can take the guts of a Roku stick, which costs $30, and make a specialized version of that – and it's as good as a Roku stick because yeah. it's the same stuff. That gets, like, to me, really interesting really fast. Although here the idea appears to be make it look like a race car. <laughs> so You talk about that like it's a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> like a kid would... running around with a race car just running towards <laughs> every TV they see. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think there's some dangers there. <laughs> I'd rather have this, like, sitting on my, my TV stand than, I don't know, uh, just a black box. Yeah, at least has some personality. Yeah. That's what you want. Also, do the wheels move? Because if the wheels move and you can actually drive this around as a race car on your desk. Oh, it has to. Like, it it very much looks like, like you could use this as a toy. Does the spec bullet list include just the words vroom vroom? Does it have the vroom vroom? Oh, PBS doesn't do spec sheets. I'm looking for can you drive this up to a specialized dock at the base of your TV and have the <laughs> HDMI connector slot in and then because then it teaches you hand eye coordination and then you get rewarded with the kids. Well, there stuff. are games on this too, just just so you know. All right. Well, we're all getting one. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone's happy. <laughs> and then we can spy on each other with our echo devices, <laughs> tiles, and text message each other for days. Is that the show? That's Are we missing show. anything? Plenty, but that's enough. It's been a week. There's yeah. a lot going on in the world this week, but I think that's the big stuff. I'm really excited for more of this Microsoft stuff to come out yeah. uh, and to poke at it. I think Google I.O. is next week. Yeah, it's going to be wild. There's going to be a lot of stuff out of that one. Dieter will be there. Yep. And um, along with a ton of people. Yeah, yeah. I think we're sending a small army to Google I.O. So it's that season. 
Uh, and then WWC is coming up. Immediately after. Immediately after. Almost. And then in between is the code conference. So yep. just news, news on news on news is happening. Um, but I will say Microsoft, if you think about the three big developer conferences, Microsoft went first, Google's went second, and then Apple comes a little bit later. Microsoft has set a bar. Yep. I, I, to be just openly positive about it. Like, they put out a lot of stuff today, like wild ideas, some of which, like, as I said, were throwbacks. But their their level of, like, pride of execution is higher than I've seen it in forever, quite honestly. Um, but it's because they don't have to make any phone stuff. Yeah. <laughs> They're just like, you know what? We didn't do a good job here. <laughs> And, and no, but there's something to say there. Like Amazon, same boat, right? Like they, they made a phone, it bombed, and that everybody assumes and you might feels say it was on fire. That they, yeah, <laughs> they it freed up their minds to try some next thing. Yeah, and Microsoft tried phones, they bombed, and now they're fo- they doubled their focus on Windows, and like I think they're doing really interesting stuff on Windows. Yeah. Everyone's trying to get an app on the home screen. Yeah. All right. There are other shows to listen to. Uh, Walt and I actually talked a bunch about the Echo Show on Control-Alt-Delete. He went deep on that, so listen to that if you're interested. Lauren Good hosts Too Embarrassed to Ask, which is wonderful. Kara Swisher hosts Recode Decode, and Peter Kafka hosts Recode Media, which is deep and wonderful for media nerds. Uh, there's also the Verge Extras feed out in the world. It's full of experiments. I will tell the podcast listeners we are going to start doing some crazy podcast ex- experiments on a platform yet to be named. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, I'm really excited for that. I really want to start getting into some culture stuff as a podcast. Uh, and I really want Casey Newton to wander the streets of San Francisco with a microphone, like an old school radio reporter asking millennials, what the fuck is up? He's that- going to get assaulted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I will tell you, everyone's favorite platform, Facebook, now has a new excellent page, which you should like. It is Verge Science on Facebook. There's a bunch of videos on there. Our science coverage is on there. Uh, uh, Liz Lopato, our science editor, and her excellent team of reporters, I think some of the best science reporters in the entire game. Uh, we really looked at Facebook. Our science content goes all over the place on Facebook. It's actually wild if you look at the numbers. And there's so much bad stuff on Facebook. I think we can like we can put up the good fight here and give people good stuff on Facebook and science. So go, Verge Science on Facebook. Like it, share it. I will tell you there's a video coming to that page soon. And I mean this in all sincerity. That video starts with the words, the plants are fucking. And I... It's going to be great. Yeah. Verge Science. Go to it. Have that experience. It's, it's going to be wild. We'll be back next week post Google I.O., I think. I should be able to handle that, I think. So we'll have all the Google stuff happening next week. It's that season. We'll figure it out. Well, we can we, – we pre-record the show. We can uh, just yeah. do it whenever we want. Fair. Yeah. So okay. we'll, we'll figure that out. Uh, and then uh, more stuff will happen yeah. endlessly here in this actual reality. That's Vergecast. Rock and roll. Paul. Snip, snip.